somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to today. And, uh, well, we had a shooting. And uh, it happened in Nashville, Tennessee. And I think everybody knows what happened there. You know, um, there was this shooting where it prompted, again, it was a mass shooting. And you have three nine-year-olds and three teachers or adults that were uh, shot dead. And they were able to take out the shooter. And right away, the mainstream news media, you know, covered it from the perspective of gun control because we don't punish, you know, the villain in this in this uh, environment that we're living in. We punish the innocents, innocent, especially when the innocent group of gun-toting Americans happens to be mostly conservative and mostly white. If you took a poll or if you took a, you know, a census of gun ownership in America, naturally, those would be people that would support the Second Amendment. And so, therefore, they're the ones that are guilty every time a gun is shot in a school. And the news media loves to pick up on these stories until we find out in, I would say, the majority of the cases that it turns out to be some sort of a wackadoodle Antifa or some dude that's just radically liberal and progressive or an anarchist or an anti-establishment, or anti-religion, or anti-this or an anti-that. Or they just have mental instability. Now, we've spent billions, if not trillions of dollars on mental, uh, you know, uh, mental illness. Remember Thrive New York City? 
owned by Big Bird de Blasio's wife, got over a billion dollars in government contracts to reduce the number of mentally ill people on the streets. And during that investment, that time of investment, they produced no studies, no audits, nothing to track the money. And all the while, things got worse in New York during that same time because of soft on crime. It's a no-brainer. Do you know how much, uh, you know, I love it when Donald Trump says, you know, you, you, you uh, in the audience are my poll. You're my poll. You know, I can see the poll. When you got $81 million, uh, 81 million voter uh, Joe Biden can't fill up a half a school gymnasium. And Hillary Clinton was the same thing. You, you have to ask the question, how are they getting the numbers? And we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about Nashville And we're going to talk about the fact that it was a transgender and now that story in the mainstream media is dropped like a lead balloon. It's going to be dropped like a hot potato. And the reason why is because nobody on the left wants to touch this story. Why? Because you got someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene that's making good sense out of it. She says... How many hormones, how much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness has the transgender Nashville school shooter taking? It's a poorly written tweet. I don't know. But she wrote it. She says, how much? How many hormones like testosterone or beta blockers or not beta blockers, um, puberty blockers and medications for mental illness was the transgender Nashville school shooter taking? One needs to know. Is this going to cause aggression? Is this injection of testosterone in a full, in a real woman to make her more masculine because somehow this person has a mental illness and wants to be a dude? You never really see that though. She's not she's not playing any sports. Because she can't compete with the men, apparently, right? But she could wear a tie and a mustache. Yeah. Tell me that's not a freaky thing. So this 28-year-old has it out for this Christian school that she went to when she was a child. So it had to be at least 14 years ago, at least. Because the three people that were shot down, the three students, were nine years old. This is a not a high school. This is a middle school of some sort. But Marjorie Taylor Greene ends her tweet, everyone can stop blaming guns now. You know, Admiral Levine should be ashamed of herself or himself. It's a him. Shamed of himself for pushing these puberty blockers and and the medical professions should be ashamed of themselves for mutilating the bodies of seven-year-olds. The military hospitals have said that seven-year-olds can actually make the claim and the decision to gender mutilate or basically cut off their breasts and genitals and do reassignment uh, surgeries. 
It's incredible that we're living in an age. And again, I'm going to I'm going to play this Russian clip I think today if I have time. Where he talks about the four stages of this, you know, basically conditioning of of populations to overthrow them. It's not much different than Solinsky or Cloward and Piven. And these are these are thinkers that Barack Hussein Obama, the uh, guy that no one knows his history, uh, started. I mean, he was a Solinsky disciple, and he and his father, Marshall uh, Frank Marshall Davis, um, were all part of the Solinsky movement in Chicago. And guess who else was Hillary Clinton? So, yeah, there's there's a lot of crap going on in this country. I cannot believe the Democrats have led us down this path. And when their ideas fail, they rig elections. And they're rigging them legally. That's the that's the insane problem with it all. And the Republicans that have a vote in Congress, whether it's the state legislature or the federal, have failed us. Because of the Bushians and the people, and this is why people are so afraid of DeSantis right now. Because DeSantis is in bed with the Bush money train. And we know where that gets us. It's been a loser ever since its inception. Ever since Herbert Walker Bush took to the mainstream politics, ever since he was involved in the JFK assassination when he was part of the CIA and hooked up with Texas oil and working oil rigs out of Haiti, we knew that all of this crap was not good. We know that there was a connection between the Bush family and the assassination attempt on Reagan. We know that Herbert Walker Bush was not Reagan's first choice as a VP, just like we know that Kennedy never liked Johnson. But for some reason, politics makes strange bedfellows. Just look at Trump and Pence. Just look at Trump and Lindsey Graham. I mean, the fact of the matter is, don't think for one second that there isn't some absolute horrifying coercion going on behind closed doors that makes people do the things that they do once they get into the beltway within the realm of Washington, D.C. It would probably make your head spin if you could see it. But no, no. Before we knew that this person was a transvest, transgender whatever, not transvestite, transgender whatever, mentally ill shooter, that had at least one, maybe two, you know, uh, assault-style rifles is what they like to call them now. But basically, they're a modified pistol with a long barrel because really that's what they are. A Glock, for example, or, you know, a 9mm has a magazine and it's a semi-automatic. You pull the trigger. Every time you pull the trigger, a bullet comes out. And you might get nine of them. You might get 17 of them. If it's a Glock 19, you get 19. But these long rifles are built very much the same way. And they have a magazine clip. Maybe they hold a higher capacity. 
But in no way are they a uh, a AR fifteen or an AR fifteen is armor light rifle. Yeah, in no way are they automatic. They're they're semi automatic. Automatic is illegal in our country. And worse yet, an AK forty seven is a gas powered. Gas-operated assault rifle made by Kalishnikov. And an AK-47 comes from Russia. It's serious business. It's been around for at least 50 years. In any case, it's illegal. You can't get one in our country legally. You're not supposed to be allowed to have them. A Russian automatic assault, uh, assault rifle that the Russians have been using on the battlefield for 50 years. No, but here's, here's never mind that. Here's our boneheaded leader of America that's occupying the White House, Joe Biden. They're schools, so they aren't turned into prisons. You know, uh, the shooter in this situation reportedly had two assault weapons and a pistol, two AK-47. So I call him. He said, what did he say? Two AK-47. Two assault weapons and a pistol. Two AK-47s. He said two AK-47s. And not only that, he talks about PTSD. So I call on Congress again to pass my assault weapons ban. It's about time that we began to make some more progress. But there's more to learn. Our schools so, so aren't turned into prisons. So he was talking about teachers, and I don't. Uh, apparently it's not in that clip. Where they get PTSD, and he compared it to he brought up his son Bo, and he brought up um, uh, I, his time in Iraq, and they come back with PTSD, and that's how my son got cancer, whatever. Gave his life for his country. My name is a Biden. I'm not lying. All right, so I said quid pro Joe said the shooter had two AK-47s, officially known as the Russian-made Avtomat, Avtomat, A-V-T-O-M-A-T, Avtomat Kalishnikov, which is an illegal gas-operated assault rifle. Joe doesn't have a clue what he's talking about comparing teachers with Iraqi war veterans' level of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So, he's just a liar. He lies about everything. And to politicize it like he did, of course, he's, he's placating to the teachers' unions because that's where they're helping to indoctrinate our children, helping to carry out the working orders of COVID restrictions and mandates and mask wearing and all that BS. And he's working with the CDC to mandate and control. He's working with the WHO to reduce our sovereignty and and hand it over to the WHO, who's led by a terrorist, Tedros. And I can go on and on with this. It's never what it seems, but the Democrat voters in America are too stupid to realize this stuff. They can't get it. They just sort of like, okay, I'm a sheep. Meanwhile, I got this meme where there's these trans dudes or dudettes and it's it says trans movement is turning to ter- a terrorist organization and they are getting very violent, but th- that's because they're mentally ill. 
And they have a lot of testosterone, especially these men that want to dress up like women and tell stories to your children at seven years old and prance around in in front of uh, children and adults, their parents, and act like they're strippers on a strip club and they want to put money into their pocket, you know, into their G-string. And I mean, literally, I've watched videos like this where Right in front of the children. I mean, I can't believe my eyes, really. it's It's got to be the biggest PSYOP that I've ever witnessed in my life. Although I've never witnessed a PSYOP before. But I think we're seeing one play out right now. I I don't know how these people are, you know, like where their logic is in their brain. I don't understand it. How they can't see what a fraud Biden is. I don't get that. And how pure and and, uh, straightforward Donald Trump has been and is. But they're wearing these t-shirts and shirts and placards that say trans rights or else. And they got a picture of these long rifles, these AR-15 style rifles. And this is the trans movement. And they got them in the colors of like rainbows and stuff, the guns. And they're basically saying, you don't, if you don't agree with us, we'll kill you. And that's not a terrorist group? You got this transgender woman uh, report, that, uh, a news report that said, transgender woman left in tears after TSA at the airport, you know, TSA security. A TSA agent hit her testicles uh, at the JFK airport. And uh, you got to wonder, like, okay, well, oops, I didn't know you had one of those, but, you know, that's what it was. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, real quick, uh, when I was in 1980, I was in uh, Southeast Asia, and I saw how the deep uh, uh, state operates and what they're real, really about. And you just talked about PSYOPs. And let me tell you something. The deep state CIA know who this guy was. <clears throat> the FBI <clears throat> knew who this guy was who murdered these children. And they know, and they well, do nothing. It wasn't a guy. It was a, it was a girl. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever he was, or he, she. No, no, no. Yeah, we, no. We never it's know a girl. Anymore. They called himself yeah. a boy. Okay. Whatever he was or she was, this was a premeditated, let this guy go and do his thing because this will this will help our cause the deep state democrats these people are satanic vicious and dangerous yeah, i know and this and, and this and this is a shame what's happening but you're well, absolutely right I, when you said psyop that's what it was well so, i'm going to play something anyway. hope, i'm going to play something today i'm pretty much going to get it in if i am careful um okay. and i'm going to get it in it's this russian guy i played it once before about uh, uh yeah. in, in late yeah. 2022 it's been around since the yeah. '80s, but uh, we're going to play it so you understand what's keep going. Keep it up, your, keep it up, you're spot on, and keep on doing the good work. God All bless right. you. Hey, hey, thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, so we're going to get to that uh, here in a second. Um, first, want to listen to Tulsi Gabbard because we're, we're going to try to keep on topics like topic, and then the next topic, and the next topic. We're going to do our best. Here we go. We just celebrated International Women's Tulsi Day. Tulsi Gabbard last week. 
International I was scrolling Day. through social media, seeing, you know, what are people saying about it? And you saw a lot of nice flowery words coming from a lot of people in Washington celebrating women and all the women have accomplished over the years and all these great, inspiring examples of, of women leaders throughout our time. We know the hypocrisy there. You ask them, who, what is a woman? And they can't answer the question. And one of the people they chose to honor in the White House on International Women's Day was not a woman at all. It was a biological male. There are two major points here. Number one is there is no greater expression of hatred and hostility towards women than to try to erase our existence as a category of people and to minimize us to being a construct of anyone's imagination. And the second thing that doesn't get talked about often enough as we are looking at this insanity is that by rejecting the objective truth that there is such a thing as a woman, they are rejecting the existence of objective truth as a whole. And when we remove those boundaries of what is actually true and false, not my truth or your truth or their truth or whatever it is, that there is such a thing as objective truth then we remove all the boundaries of our society and we end up in a position, what we're seeing right now, where what is declared as true is based on whatever those in power say that it is. And we've seen again how this changes over time. And you never see the, the women who dress up like a man try to intrude in a man's space. Why? Because men can physically, you know, dominate women. Right. And so, of course, we don't do that in a civilized world. That does not happen or it should never happen. But the point is, is that you never see women going and saying, hey, I want to be a man. I want to try out for men's sports. They can't run fast as fast. They can't jump as high. They can't lift as much weights. They can't swim as fast. Right. Um, but the point is is that I think this is a form of uh, woman abuse. You know, like, uh, you know, the bigger, stronger male dresses up like a woman, and if you don't do it my way, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. I remember seeing Ben Shapiro get threatened by some trans lunatic. Physically, you'll leave here in an ambulance, is what the guy said to him. In a debate... It's just, you know, ridiculous that the left, you know, it's ridiculous that the left has gone with this militant um, thing. And again, folks, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to put it out there. If you all just try to type into your URL, not Google search, but your URL in your address bar in your browser and just type Antifa. Dot com. That's spelled A-N-T-I-F-A dot com. You type that in to your address bar, and guess what happens? It goes to whitehouse.gov. That's a militant terrorist group that infiltrated Trump rallies and tried to do a, like a false flag kind of 
thing. Just like the FBI who dresses up like white supremacists and then puts on a MAGA hat to to make it um, undesirable to wear a MAGA hat because the MAGA hat is a symbol of Republicans. And they know that if they cannot rig elections, even with their ballot harvesting, they cannot rig elections if the polls are so out of whack. You know, what if it's so bad that, you know, Biden is as bad as he is? I can't even imagine... A desc- describing a president that could be worse, except, you know, that the White House isn't on fire and inflation isn't over t- 15%, and um, and the housing market is completely crushed, right? I mean, it, it, could, it could get worse, and it probably will get worse before it gets better. But what I'm saying is, how bad does it need to get? And then, of course, it's that bad already, it's that bad, and all I can say to you is that at some point, there are going to be independent pollsters that are going to come out with these polls that are basically going to, you know, shine a light on this stuff, you know, it's because it's getting, getting really crazy out there. Um, I want to just share this with you. So, you know, on... On the 2020 election, Democrats wouldn't fear Trump if 81 million people actually voted for Biden, right? That's one good point. This is what it looks like before 3 a.m. on election night. And so, you know, some people may question these poll numbers, but that's not even my point. So Donald Trump was leading in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, North Carolina, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Yeah, so, I mean, Georgia, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. I said this, independent pollsters will play a big part to combat election rigging as because de- that's the only choice we have because no one's doing the right thing with regard to mail-in ballots, with mailing out every ballot, having a ballot harvester pick it up, fill it out, and send it in. And what they're doing with these illegals is they're getting them to register to vote once they get a, like an ID or something, like a motor voter thing. And they're figuring out ways to get people to register, to get, to get, and then connect that with the mail out of the ballot. And then they got all these ballots that they could pick up that, you know, these, these illegal uh, immigrants are never going to, these illegal migrants, they're never, ever going to um, vote. And they know it. It's not legal for them to vote. And again, that's why I say this Maricopa um, court case about signature verification is going to be a big, huge deal. It's coming. And so what I'm saying is is that um, if the polls have Trump 40 points ahead of Biden in in all these polls that are not rigged, because I believe that the polls are also rigged. But let's get the independent pollsters out there and really see where America is. And at some point, even the staunchest Democrats have to bail on Biden, right? I mean, if everything is on fire, then at some point, could a Democrat possibly say, you know, I was wrong? I don't even think it's possible. I think that Biden literally could shoot everyone down Fifth Avenue. And he'd still get the support of Democrats. You know, 
quoting the Trump thing, right? But to me, pollsters are going to play a big role in because there's only so they can only be but so wrong, and then you got to question election integrity, right? Um, and the, the pollsters are in on the game because they're connected with the media, and the media is paid for by the corporations, and the corporations control the politicians. It's all a multinational corporation kind of globalist thing. And the climate agenda is all about slave labor, basically making it illegal to pollute in the West, which Nix's is manufacturing, and pushes it all to the so-called developing nations in China and India so that they could actually do all the cheap labor at five, ten, twenty dollars a day, and set up the uh, belt, belt, uh, belt road um, initiative, where it's uh, basically uh, shipping lanes. And Mitch McConnell, of course, whose wife owns Foremost Group, the uh, drug smuggling shipping company, is basically um, in on it. Right. I mean, so this is what it's all about. There, there's so many ways for all these people, jokers, to make a lot of money. So I wanted to talk also about um, TikTok real quick. So let's uh, switch gears. Let's talk about TikTok. Let's listen to this Democrat Representative Jamal Bowman. Let's listen to him. 150 million Americans are on TikTok right now. Five million businesses are on TikTok. People use TikTok to earn a living. 150 million Americans, many of them young people, many of them tend to lean Democratic. So if the Democratic Party is a part of shutting down a platform that they have used to build community mm-hmm. and, and, and to be in a space where they are often accepted and connected with others in a space where they don't get that in face, on Facebook or, or Twitter or Instagram, it can harm us politically in 2024. But more importantly, it can harm the American people in our sense of well-being because people find space to be themselves on TikTok that they can't find somewhere else. 150. Ah, So it's all about politics. (laughs) Yeah, right. We knew that, Joker. Uh, We knew that. So this is a Mark Warner, which is one of the most radically left, most corrupt politicians in Washington. He's a senator from Virginia. And he was connected with... um, Igor Pasternak, not Igor Pasternak, he was connected with um, uh, Deripaska, uh, Oleg Deripaska, and uh, Mark uh, uh, Adam Waldman, who is Johnny Depp's, one of Johnny Depp's attorneys, but was also part of the Russian hoax, uh, working with Chris Steele and, you know, the dossier and Stefan Halper and all that stuff that never came to fruition. Nobody's, nobody got fired for any of that, right? They all got big contracts over at the mainstream corporate paid media uh, backed by globalist interests pushing carbon footprints and ESG and and all this crap, right? So we, we know what's going on around here, at least, on the Scott Adams Show. But uh, politicians in Washington are using the threat of a TikTok ban. Now, listen up, folks. I'm going to I'm going to repeat this. This, this is going on right now. This is a big story. I want you to pay attention to this one because this one's kind of important. Politicians in Washington are using the threat of a TikTok ban to pass the Restrict Act. It's called the Restrict Act. 
that will silence those considered dangerous to the government narrative. Tucker Carl- to Carlson, Carl- Tucker Carlson covered this last night on his show. Again, I'm going to read it again. Politicians in Washington are using the threat of a TikTok ban to pass the Restrict Act that will silence those considered dangerous to the government narrative. You're being silenced in the name of safety. This is the same playbook as when they used FTX to regulate CBDCs. First, they propped up and got Sam Bankman-Fried to run FTX. Then they promoted a whole bunch of donations to Ukraine, saying, save Ukraine. And so people donated in crypto. And the national Ukrainian National Bank, whose CEO just bought a brand new Rolls Royce for about $800,000, um, is driving around Ukraine, you know, like <laughs> with, with lap dances and all this, but and champagne, right? Like it's the 80s again, like it's Wall Street. Um, but yeah, so you have this this Sam Bankman-Free character running the show over at FTX, comes out and says he's altruistic, he wants to give back to the environment, and next thing you know, 98 billions of dollars goes out the door into the pockets of the politicians who pushed donations to Ukraine laundered it through FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried then took the money out and donated it like he was George Soros to all the Democrat politicians. That's what happened. That happened in Ukraine, okay? That happened. So that's it. So what they're doing with this TikTok and this big bad China is no different than any other shakedown. You know, weapons of mass destruction. We, we it's the safety of our country. We need, uh, we need. Nine Eleven brought us the Patriot Act, which allowed them to spy on every American and rig the elections from that vantage point. And so, it's not like these politicians who've locked up J Sixers, and who have censored every conservative in America. Um, it's not like you could trust them, right? It's not like you could trust them, and yet they want to say, "Well, we're going to we're here to protect you from big bad China," and I'm like, "Big bad China, big bad Putin? Are you kidding me? No, my own government hurt me worse. The IRS targeted Tea Party groups. The Department of Education is endorsing trans storytelling to indoctrinate our children. Our Health and Human Services is supporting puberty blockers. And our Department of Homeland Security has basically opened up the border to import slave labor for its corporate cronies. And in addition, if that weren't enough, slave uh, uh, rigging elections with the registrations, the, the ensuing registrations of these millions of people that are coming through our southern border. And they're going to turn those into Democrat ballots. We know all this. We know it. We see it. It's happening right before our eyes. This is not made up. I'm not making it up, folks. The Restrict Act government takeover of social media is brought to you by the same politicians that targeted conservative groups with the IRS who indoctrinated your children with the Department of Education 
incarcerated conservatives with the DOJ and FBI and opened your border to rig elections and import slave labor for their corporate donors. Reject the Restrict Act and make sure it never sees the light of day. Thank you very much. And these globalists, Paris wants the city of love, Paris. Now the city of third world debauchery and degeneracy. The West needs to get its pride and majority people uh, and the majority of people and culture in check. So basically what's happening in Paris is they're uh, messing with the uh, retirement age. And they're having a big overthrow. All right. So I promised you I would play uh, the Russian guy who's talking about, you know, a lot of people ask me, and and frankly, I have a hard time answering the question because I don't really know the answer. But a lot of people ask the question about, you know, what's the motivating factor? Of course, we know that the Department of Education wants to indoctrinate children so that they become radical progressives. That's what it is, and they want to. And they already own the block, the voter blocks uh, for LGBTQ and for trans. And so, if you can get them to like those groups for some reason, like show compassion for those groups, because all children have empathy and compassion, and well, they have at least compassion. They have a heart, a pure heart, and. So they they just, all they want to do is care for these people. And then when they're told that the Republican Party is against those groups, frankly, the truth is Trump did more for the LGBTQ community than any liberal party did. Trump did more for the black community than any liberal party did. And yet, you know, that message never gets carried out. The truth is never really told in America. It's the opposite. And it's called gaslighting. Take a listen to this Russian from 1980-something. I was 83 or 87. I'm not sure what year. And it says, The KGB described decades ago with the Demo- what the Democrat voter has been either per- 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 perpetuating as Marxist socialists themselves or allowed themselves to become, beca- become or what they've allowed themselves to become because of their own weakness. Nevertheless, this has happened to America. Demoralization, destabilization, crisis, normalization, and those are the four steps. There's four stages. America today finds itself well into the fourth stage of normalization. Because of historic wealth, it was strategically targeted over other countries. Therefore, it may be time to move to another country to find a better life. You only have one life to live. I'm not suggesting that, really. But what I'm saying is, I'm asking the question, too. If you were to go anywhere else, this is what this globalism is about. There's no way out. There's no escape. Because you leave America and go to Canada, Canada is worse in some ways than the United States. They got a self-proclaimed socialist, Trudeau, running the show up there. So you try to go to Europe, and you got Macron, who people are protesting, who's reigning with an iron fist right now because he doesn't have control of his parliament, and he's doing executive orders, their equivalent. And you got England, 
And you got this guy, uh, Sirak, or um, the uh, guy from India, that's in bed with Klaus Schwab. And where else can you turn? You had Jacinda Ardern over in uh, New Zealand. And you got a woke mob in Australia. Where can you go? Literally, you'd have to go to like an island and then your whole life is different. You really have to go to a country that's not connected with the G7. And actually, you know, what Russia has been doing with regard to its stance on position on theocracy, its position on tolerance, and its position on a lot of things is superior to the West, to what G7 has rolled out in the wake of the World Economic Forum's dominance and Klaus Schwab's dominance and their agenda that's marrying corporations with governments to fulfill these restrictive and regulatory agendas that are at odds with their own constitutions. But if there are private companies that are, that are per- perpetrating these crimes, uh, they're not bound by any constitution. They're private. And that's how they're skirting around it. But let's take a listen to this clip. spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. 
The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. Your leftists in the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are, non, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, the, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. But they may turn into the most bitter enemies of Marxist-Leninists when they come to power. And that's what happened in Nicaragua. You remember most of these uh, former Marxist-Leninists were either put to prison or one of them split and now he's working against Sandinistas. It happened in, in uh, uh, Grenada when Maurice Bishop was, he was already a Marxist, he was executed by, by a new Marxist who was more Marxist than this Marxist. Same happened in Afghanistan when uh, first there was Taraki, he was killed by Amin, then Amin was killed by Babrak Karman with the help of KGB. Same happened in, in Bangladesh when Munjibur Rahman, very pro-Soviet leftist, was assassinated by his own Marxist-Leninist military comrades. It's the same pattern everywhere. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster... So what he's saying there at the end, too, is that the, the Democrats eventually eat their own. It used to be the case that, you know, two democracies would never... Uh, we no longer have real democracies in our world, but it used to be said that d two democracies never go to war with each other. And that uh, is likely true. Um, it's also the case that the Democrats play a lot rougher than the conservatives do. Um, they are very militant. They are very intolerant. They are very discriminatory. They are very segregationary. Um, they supported all of these wrong ideas. 
uh, because they're to, at heart their their visions are totalitarianistic, and so they uh, when it comes time to win debates, they need to militarize ideas. They need to censor. They need to control. They need to be sneaky. They can't say what they're going to do. They have to say something else, like this Restrict Act, where they basically are going to say that they're here to save you from China, but they're going to use the rule that they apply to TikTok to apply it to all the social media platforms and corporate media to basically um, eavesdrop on you. And the only solution, really, to the Restrict Act is to absolutely nullify and ban the Patriot Act from existence. And until the politicians do that, the politicians need to dismantle and vote to remove the Patriot Act, to expire it. Because we gave that as license for about five years. It's it's long past due to be removed. And get the government out of the uh, business of using social media to get a, a leg up on our our international adversaries because at this point what are we actually trying to protect our country from if our country itself is not the country we want to save i mean what are we fighting for right and can the enemy do any worse to us than our own government has done to us? Meaning that the the cure cannot be better than the illness itself. Trump said that about COVID. He said that about COVID. He said, you know, that we can't make the cure uh, more detrimental than the virus itself. And here's Trump. Do you think that Biden would ever hear this? We love you. We love you. We love Trump. Never. Never. And here's the thing. So Karl Rove is the brains behind the DeSantis run for president. Let's take a listen to this excerpt. Uh, listen, he's the greatest governor in America. He's not great as far as campaign skills. He may get there, but he doesn't have them mm-hmm. yet. Uh, and I, Who's I, running his campaign? The Bushes are all tangled up with him. Uh, Bush, that can raise him a billion dollars and get him all kinds of money. The Jeb Bush, Bush. Jeb Bush. George Bush. Yeah, they're great. Carl Rove involved. Carl Rove, will be the, Carl Rove is involved. I assume he'll be the coach on the field. I think he is. But do you know that Carl, he's been advising DeSantis? He's been Carl advising Rove. him. That's why DeSantis has been getting a little better and better every mm-hmm. week. But uh, Carl's a pretty smart fellow. They're all very smart. You saw what they did for Jeb Bush. <laughs> oh, God. It works in normal times. I don't think they're uh, ready for Donald Trump. Uh, and, you know, that was said on the Paul Ryan Network, Fox News, uh, Fox Business. Uh, I wonder if Larry Kudlow is going to keep his job <laughs> because, you know, Carl Rove runs the show over there. Here is a little bit of excerpt from President Trump's interview with Hannity last night. Great to see you again. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. As reported, as you know, you're facing a lot of legal challenges. In your opinion, does this help you or hurt you 
in terms of your chances to win in 2024? Well, if you listen to the fake news media, it helps uh, because they're all saying it's a scam. Even even people that don't like me are saying this is a terrible thing to do for our country. Uh, I don't know whether it helps or hurts. I can tell you, in my opinion, it's a new way of cheating on elections. It's called election interference. What they're doing is if they can't win at the ballot box because I'm leading everybody by a lot in the polls for every Republican, frankly, and every Democrat by a lot, including Biden, by a lot. And uh, they can't beat you that way. They're going to do this kind of stuff. This has never been done like this before in the history of our country to this extent. Uh, People are pleading with the prosecutor, don't do it, don't do it. It's wrong. Even Democrats, even people that traditionally are not exactly my fans are saying, don't do it. Because I didn't do anything wrong. I did nothing wrong. Let me ask you this then. And I thought about this last week. You were the president of the United States. And I saw your post on Truth uh, Social. And I read the reports in the New York Times. And I saw pundits all over media uh, speculating that you're, you were going to be arrested. That would mean you'd be arrested. A couple of weeks ago. You'd be arraigned. Yeah. That you'd be, there'd be a mugshot, you'd be fingerprinted, and maybe even handcuffed. Now, when you think about being at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and juxtapose it to that, how do you deal with that? Well, I deal with it. We're dealing with very dishonest people. We're dealing with thugs. We're dealing with people I actually believe that hate our country. Uh, Last night, I had a rally with tens of thousands of people. The press admitted there were at least 25 or 30,000 people. That means you can double it, at least in Texas, Waco, Texas. And uh, it was like a love fest. It was incredible. And at the same time, these are people that really feel that they've been uh, hurt by the way this country is being run. Look at what... Yeah, absolutely. And we're running out of time, but I wanted to share this with you, too. Matt Teeby, the guy that's, uh, part, you know, doing the Twitter files and exposing the FBI infiltration, the government's infiltration of censorship on social media. Well, the IRS showed up at his house. <laughs> so go figure that, right? Um, that. And then I had this one meme. It says, a man standing on the first cables during the construction of the Golden Gate Bridge with the Presidio and San Francisco in the background in the 1930s. And it got me thinking, he said, in one lifetime, less than a century ago, San Francisco was in its infancy. In 50 years, the city was built into one of the great places in America, only to be brought to its knees over the last 50 years of Democrat leadership led by Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, and Dianne Feinstein. They build nothing. They just take your money. In any case, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Please visit magapack.org or buglecall.org. Make a donation if you can. It helps us out. And with that, use Red State over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Just to bear Bye, my kids right up to there.